I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Onto the Kiwis. It, yeah, look, it's hard to talk about because although I did think Fish Harris had a good game, I did think he had a good game, it was actually Tarpanet that got all their metres. Mm. Um, I thought Tarpanet was outstanding. Mm-hmm. I just think that as a whole, they played pretty well. But in that second half, just their, their direction and their key players not really going, okay, boys, get on me back. This is where we're going. <coughs> I just think that Hughes, he might be used to Munster doing that. Brown might be used to Moses doing that. And they might have been looking at each other. Go- and obviously they don't have a nine that's normal nine. Then you've got Chance at the back who, you know, you could argue lucky to be there. Not, not because he didn't play well, but you could put Joe there, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, I, I would have Chance at the back. But he's not a key top tier player. And so I kind of felt like it's like that Spider-Man meme where they're all pointing at each other. Like, yeah. Go on, you're doing it. You're going to do it. Yeah. You're going to do it. When it really had to be Hughes, it had to be Hughes. Now Brown could have, you know, got in the game more, but Hughes is the main guy. He's the most experienced guy. He's the seven at the club. Has all the weapons to really take the the game by the scruff of the neck. And I just thought in that second half, it showed you that although Hughes is one of the best sevens in the comp, he's still a couple of years away from. Getting that experience. What's his third year of seven in first grade? Came came through as a fullback. Mm. Third or fourth year. Yeah. Still a couple of years away from identifying that in a game and going, oh, it's me that needs to make the call and get us where we need to get to to get some points on the board. Yeah, which, you know, I agree with everything you just said, Kevin, which makes it even more impressive that to me they lacked a lot of direction the entire game. When we got to the 77th minute, they were down by six, eight, yeah. something yeah. like that. Like they were well and truly in this contest. And, I mean, if you do have a look at the, the tries they scored – First one was off a kick. Second one was off a kick. Third one was New Brown scooting from dummy half. Mm. By the way, if you're ever looking for value, New Brown to scoot. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Loves a scoot. Um, but that hooker spot, it, it's funny. You talk about like, they feel like they lack direction. It'd be great to have a halfback that just grabs it. And, you know, that guy's probably Kieran Foran. Mm. But you can't blame him at halfback in this side. Yeah. Or SJ, yeah. But like, it's funny that yeah. you've got Foz in the side. 
but he has to band-aid another yeah. problem you've got yeah. when he mm. probably is the answer there. Yeah, yeah. And just some of their attacking plays, I thought in the first half they were really good. Hughes was going super deep in the line, so I don't know whether Mal Meninga in halftime has gone, identified that and gone, boys, we need to do this, this and this. But just in the second half, they just... It just didn't look like they were as slick as... Mm. Like, what Australia did really well was getting quick play of the balls and then immediately identifying where the holes are. <laughs> and I just watched the Kiwis and I was like, they just didn't seem as snappy on identifying when they got a quick play of the ball and then going, you know, this is where we need to go. And that looked, again, Brown, relatively inexperienced. Hughes, four years in as a, as a seven. Now, that's not excusing it. They, they definitely need to be better, but... They also weren't terrible as well. I thought they were actually quite... I would have give... I give them all solid game. Like, I don't think anyone played poorly for Kiwis, but it's just that extra... That, that Just that tiny next level that I think Australia had in key positions and decided to stand up. Like, for example, Hines comes on the field, immediately goes, boys, get on me back. I'm doing what I need to do. DCE, intelligent enough, experienced, goes, I'll take a step back. Hines, do what you need to do. And Hines just goes bang, 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 try, try. And that's where it's ironic because Hines hasn't actually played that much at seven. But it's just that mentality of going, boys, get here, get here, get here. We're going this direction that Hines, I, I think, managed to do coming on the field. Yeah. It's interesting. I look at the Kiwis and, you know, obviously halfbacks Jerome Hughes and I go, fuck, who's more dangerous, Hughes or DCE? And it's probably Hughesy, but they probably need more like DCE oh, in that side. DCE is in the Kiwi side. Yeah. You're looking Different at story. a fucking yeah. very tight context. I think like it's quite clear that they've just been quite clunky in attack. The ball movement hasn't quite been there, not overly <laughs> swift. And, you know, you mentioned that this, the glaring issue there is their lack of a number nine due to a bunch of frontline number nines for the Kiwis being unavailable for selection. But you've got two blokes who... You know, you probably argue at their best, uh, you know, ball running 5'8 in, mm. in Brown and Hughes, like you mentioned. Hughes... You know, at the Storm, is moulded into a bit of a number seven and he's been effective, but he was also, as we know, a fullback, as you mentioned, can be back in his, his day early on as he developed. But I think as a result of this, the one that they're really missing is Torhu Harris. Yeah. Because they don't have a, an out-and-out number nine. They don't probably have an out-and-out number seven. I think what Torhu Harris's ball playing is that link man in between these two, arguably 5'8", would have been so effective for them and just got them, you talk about direction, all these sorts of things, really big yeah. out for them. I wish he was a part of this squad. They've got Joey Tarpany playing at 13 there, who is a tremendous footballer, but again, he's not your traditional link man, number 13, that a side needs. So, yeah, a bit of a shame that no Torhu, but they'll have to find a way around that, won't they? Yeah. Uh, positives. You know, speaking of Tarpany, I thought he was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Like, just once again, proves that he's the quiet achiever. He sits down in Canberra. We always talk about AFB, we always talk about Haas, we talk about Fisher-Harris, and Tarpanair kind of gets, you know, people that know rugby league go, Tarpanair is a gun. But the wider audience, they just don't, it just doesn't really, because he's just quiet down there, does his own thing. Then you're watching him again like this, on the back foot, getting beaten by a better Australian side. Like, every time he got the ball, it was like, that's when you saw the Australian systems just get stretched a little bit, just be like, ooh, this, this, is, this isn't what we planned for, this isn't what we want to happen whereas you saw some of the other boys it was almost like they were falling into the trap that Australia wanted in defence that's the systems they wanted to work whereas Tarpanir is so off the cuff but not off the cuff in a detrimental way where you're like mate just get to a field position and whatever he picks his moments perfectly with his footwork I thought Tarpanir was outstanding boys what about that try that Molotalo <coughs> scored it's just it's just some shit that only he can do yeah. he's a freak like that the I saw a really 
so we talk about for many, many years, the Kiwis have always been slow to build into preparations. The one-off test, the ANZAC test, they've they've never been good in. They very, very rarely beat Australia. They've always you know, had plenty of success at World Cups because they build into campaigns back in like the Tri-Nations, Four Nations days, these longer tournaments they've always built into towards the back end, which is what gives me a bit of hope for them to you know, maybe cause They'll be much better the, next week. They I will be much do. better in the final. But Phil Gould on uh, Twitter put a really interesting take up and I thought it was sort of I'd bring to mind and he also retweeted at 24 hours, so he's admiring his own work, Gus. <laughs> um, but he said, Go Australia... <laughs> someone's got to like your own work. <laughs> Australia far too clinical for NZ in the rugby league last night. Kiwis just can't seem to get their act together. They've got great players and they try their hearts out, but don't ever develop the level of attacking combinations and strategy or defensive cohesion that Australian teams manage to acquire in these short-term representative team preparations. It's where it gets interesting. I honestly think that the experience gained by Australian players in the state of origin pressure cooker each year assists greatly in bringing the Australian team together as such a cohesive unit. The Kiwi players just don't get this high level experience. It's a great point. It's a great point. Like you put some Kiwi games on during the middle of the year or whatever, like we get mm. origin, that'd be a different beast. Yeah. Yeah. And even like going back to last week, I know it's totally different, but like th- that was why. I tipped to Fiji to win that game. Mm. So I thought they're always better in week two, week mm. three, week four. They improve every week. And tell you what, if I imagine the Kiwis this week, I'm going, we're at $4. No one's expecting us to win. We're playing back in New Zealand. Beautiful. This has got ambush written all over it. For, for sure. And, and again, the 70th minute, 77th minute, they're down by fucking try yeah. pretty much. And you know, we, we sit here and, you know, I say, you know, Tino's coming back in, Payne Haas coming back in. Payne Haas is coming back in against the only two front rowers in the world that aren't fucking scared of him. Mm. Yeah. I can't – like, you can tell Payne and Tino are licking their lips. 100%. Boys. Especially Payne. I, I heard Payne talk the other day about just saying how much respect he has for those two front yeah. rowers. But he goes, it still hurts and I don't like them. Yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. Unreal. And, and you can tell, like, Payne is beginning to see in his mind he is the best front row in the competition. And I think it pisses him off internally – that technically he's not. Mm. It's the guys that have won the three premierships. And I think Payne's own standards for himself make him realise that I need to be that. I need to be – it needs to be uh, undisputed that I am the best in the comp because that's, he should be, undisputed best front row in the comp. Um, but, yeah, back to the Kiwis. Uh, yeah, the Mugatalo trial was crazy. Uh, we spoke about him already, but Fisher-Harris's stocks Fisher, – Fisher-Harris's stocks – in this last four months, they might be the highest raised stocks in the last four months of anyone in the competition. Especially in modern day rugby league where we're so impressed with stats and run meters and post-contact meters. He doesn't need any of that shit. No, no. He just says, I'm, I'm here to bash my position and I'm here to do all the little small things that you don't really you know, see on the stat sheet. Mate, again, you look at his stats, you go, oh, 119 meters, you know, 42 tackles, which is really impressive. You look at those stats and you don't watch the game. You go, yeah, whatever. You watch the game and you go, no, that he took it to that front that forward pack for the Australian side. Yeah, yeah. Not, not that he needs any more notches on his resume, but if he comes out this weekend, does the same thing, belts Tino and Payne Haas, Oof. and the Kiwis cause an upset, it'll just be another of him going, what more have we got to do? Yeah, seriously. Be and we'll be sitting here next week going, Oh, they're winners. Yeah, just yeah. they just win. They find yeah. a way. Um, I mean, it's like Leota targeting Carrigan in that first run in the, the grand final. Yeah. Like, okay, Carrigan statistically and pretty much all round on paper is a better player. 
But there's more to rugby league than paper. It's about fucking dominating opposition, yeah. and I'm here to do that. Even though I felt Paddy really did play a great game, Leota just said, mate, let's go. And, then, you know, I, I look at Fish, and he's starting to get that aura about him now where he's just – and it's so important in rugby league just to have the toughest and the scariest guy. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. Coming into footy, the, the generation when I came in, you were – you had Kiwi players that were known to intimidate. Like, you were basically going against Kiwis going – they, they may not win the match, but you're coming off sore as anything. I do think they lost that for a little bit of a period. Mm. Um, it's no disrespect to the some I – mean, again, not the whole period, just for a little bit. Like last year's, I think they've found that kind of Kiwi spirit again where you go, oh, they've got the scariest front rows in the competition again. Well, unless I'm forgetting someone, this is the first time that I think kangaroos, you know, have looked at the Kiwi front row probably since Ruben Wiki and gone, mm. fuck. Yeah. Is, we, we might win all the like stats and blah blah, but we're going to get hurt. Yeah, we we aren't going to get that win without paying a price. The price is going to be us getting fucking jammed, like for eighty minutes, not just mm. you know twenty minutes and oh everyone bangs their chest twenty minutes. No, no, it's eighty minutes of tough, tough footy. And I think I think Fisher Harris is leading that charge of, of bringing that next generation through of going. We are feared. We are feared. Yeah, and I think like I, I, the way that I look at Fish now is that he's just got this aura about him, and he kind of reminds me a little bit. And his career is very different, but he reminds me of what like Brad Thorne used to be. Mm. Like it always used to be about Webke, seven and seven these guys, but you always knew Brad Thorne. He might not have <coughs> the stats to back it up and all that sort of stuff, but he's a guy you don't fuck with. Yeah, like Ruben Wiki. Yes, Ruben Wiki is exactly the same. You don't. Yeah. You just don't fuck with him. Yeah. and you know every Australian forward sitting there going. Fuck, this sucks. And look, they've had a plenty of great front rowers along on the way. This is not to say they haven't had great front rowers. It's just that we used to, we associate the front rowers for the Kiwis as the pinnacle of of fear and aggression, and and I think Fisher has Fisher Harris has that. So it's going to be mad too, just watching over the next few years. I reckon that Fish, especially when it comes to New Zealand, they're going to take this Leo Thompson under their wing. Yeah. He's yeah. going to be a motherfucker. Yeah, he's he's a huge Leo Thompson, man. Huge. Love he's Leo. way bigger than I thought he was. He's bigger. Yep. Yeah. I, like, there was a period that I was like, is he even big enough for a front row? But then I saw him and I was like, like, is he not in person? But just like, in these Kiwi jerseys, like, fuck, he's actually massive. Yeah. Massive. Um, yeah. So that, that's, it's great that they've got Fisher Harrison Leota in that front row because that's locked down, combinations are set. And then to have a guy like Tarpanair, like, yeah. <laughs> Who just Yo. goes about his business and like this forward pack, the positive is you've got I think Fisher Harris might be 27, 28, Leota 20, 28, 28, 29, maybe. Tarpanair, similar situation, I think it's about 28, 29. So there's still quite a few years. Papali'i, Nikoda, like this forward pack can play together for at least another two or three years. At least two or three years. If they were all fit in this Kiwi side, and like in particular the nine position, do you start Brandon Smith and do you have JMK on the bench or do you how, I how start you go- JMK? And I bring Smith on for impact, I reckon. Yeah, okay. What would you do? Yeah, I'd start JMK. I, I love okay. I love Cheese as an impact coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. The only thing is, it's like JMK is, is a silky kind of hooker. So it's yeah. like, do you want him on for when there's a bit of tired? You could really go each way, couldn't you? Because you could start... The tough stuff. Start Cheese, do the hard stuff early, and then the craft of JMK comes in, and then Cheese slots into that sort of 13 role. Like, yeah, that's yeah, what I would do. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you add... It's a great team they've got now, but you add Cheese in, you add Torhu Harris. Like let's say, let, 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 yeah, let's say like Torhu Harris started at 13, which should probably push like Joe Tarpany to the bench. Mm. Cheese oh. and JMK in there. Oh God, it's a different Tarpany side, come off the it? bench. Fuck. Yeah. That's tough. No four in it all there? Wouldn't, wouldn't have any room Not, it, not no. if JMK and Cheese were fit. No. No, I don't think so. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, they are missing. I mean, look, I think both teams are missing. So, who, who else is the... Well, imagine if you had to fit SJ in there too. I was going to say, like, you, oh, you, you yeah. look at coming in, you've got three from there, two into three, you know, it doesn't go. We've just said they're, they're lacking a bit of direction, a bit of cohesion yeah. in attack. SJ there ahead of one of them too. SJ, I'd go SJ Brown, Hughes at fullback, Manu at centre. So I'd go. Ooh. That's what I'd go. Roger Tulvasashek enters the room Ooh. next year. Ah. Jesus. Jeez. Uh, it, look, it's exciting. Great spot to be. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. funny because, like, I came away from the game pretty disappointed from the Kiwis. I, yeah. I didn't think they played poorly. Like, as you know, I wasn't going, oh, shocker. But I was like, I thought, you know, I thought they could play a bit better. But when you actually look at it, like, they were in the fight. They're missing a few players. And the players that they eventually could come back in. Like, this is an exciting time for Kiwis fans. I really think it's an exciting time. And I think as well, like, look at that game on the weekend. Like, there's no such thing as a dead rubber between Australia and New Zealand. But if it was ever going to be close to it mm. for New Zealand, they're going finals next week. We're going mm. home. Kangaroos aren't even playing their best forwards here. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they have got something up their sleeve <clears throat> this week. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. So I, I still think it's a really exciting time for Kiwis, especially when you've got Hughes, Brown, um, you know, Chance. Manu, SJ, if he wants to play next year, uh, but I think I, don't, I think he's probably not going to play rep footy again. Um, but yeah, we'll see how they go. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.